0: good monday morning i am glenn the geek and yes ocala survived we are still here
2: i'm jamie jennings and i'm in norman oklahoma and you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for october 3rd episode 3030 brought to you today by the world equestrian center good morning horse people
3: i have good news and bad news for you on this monday morning
2: first the bad it's monday But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole
0: lot of fun.
2: Welcome to Horses in the Morning.
0: Well, I don't think I'm overstating it by saying that we have big news for you today, and probably the biggest news in the history of the Horse Radio Network. That's going to be what uh, encompasses most of the show, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. And in the Auditor Post Show, we're going to be joined by some special friends. We have guests in the Post Show today. That's a first. Yeah, but uh, first hurricane update. This first time we're talking to you since the hurricane. Ocala got lucky. We really got lucky. We missed most of it we had a little wind and not much rain. You know, thank God for Ocala, but the rest of the state didn't fare so well. If you remember on last Wednesday's show, we had Kayla, who was from Ocala, was over at the World Equestrian Center. She's fine. Everything's good. We had dinner with Those
2: her. people were heroic, the yes. World Equestrian Center. Oh yeah. my gosh. We're
0: going to talk about them in just a second. Flossie, who was one of our listeners, was down in Sarasota. She had some trees down and lost power, but she's fine and the horses are fine. And Wendy, who is, of course, one of my first hosts here on horse radio network and a good friend she lives in an equestrian neighborhood in sarasota and remember she wasn't too worried about anything you thought how calm she was right well she said it was the scariest night she's ever had um oh, wow. they hit her neighbor has a weather station and one of the gusts hit 161 miles an hour
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: She she had trees down all over her farm. She had big live oak trees down. There were live oak trees down in her entire neighborhood, which they've cleared so that they at least can drive out now. She will be without pa- power, she was told, for three to four weeks.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. her She had a tree come through the pool cage into the pool, which is attached to their house, so <laughs> there's a big tree in her pool. Um, and then where she kept her horses across the street, She there's a... Really solid barn. The horses were fine. The barn was fine, but the farm there flooded, so that the barn was sitting up a little bit, and it was completely surrounded in floodwaters. So
2: but none of it got in the horses' stalls. No, or
0: it was oh it sat gosh. up a few feet, and the flood. They had to take a boat to get to the barn. Oh my gosh! She bought brought her goat home on a boat. <laughs>
2: So. That sounds like some sort of, like, goat <laughs> on a boat, Dr. Yes, exactly. Seuss. <laughs> it, does, it
0: does, actually. It was kind of funny, goat on a boat. But she's fine. The horses are fine. It was a scary night for everybody in Sarasota South. And you've all seen the pictures, the rescues of swimming horses to safety and uh, horses being stranded on islands and just all that stuff going on down there. It's horrendous, actually. And then it went up the East Coast, where it wasn't supposed to go, and did a whole lot of damage up the East Coast. So, um. We're, we're, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody affected by it, our listeners, and every horse person, and every everybody out there that's been affected by this. We're thinking about you, but the the World Equestrian Center they were heroic. They brought in a ton of horses. I talked to Kayla, who actually brought her thirty horses over there, and she said they were terrific. They fed them. They were really good about everything. So uh, we just want to give their they are our sponsor today. So I'll I'll acknowledge that. But they did a they stood up when they didn't have. Have to, but they did. They had the stalls. They have the buildings. They were
2: feeding people, and like I mean, it was just an incredible outpouring of community and um, emotion to see all these. I mean, there was kangaroos that were in the stalls, (laughs) and and minis and donkeys, and there was a horse with one eye that was like a blind. You know, it was just like really amazing to see this entire community of animal lovers and horse owners coming all together. All because of the World Equestrian Center going, we are going to open our doors. We're not going to charge you. Just come on in.
0: I mean, it was an eclectic group. That's for sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla said it was interesting walking around. There were a lot of people sleeping there with their horses, and it was just a little bit of everybody. I said, what was the atmosphere like? She said, everybody was just calm. It was like a normal horse show, she said, you know, other than there was just an eclectic group of horses. I don't
2: know about <laughs> you, but I'm not calm at horse shows, so probably a little calmer.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, what they have going on, if you want to support them and help them out of the World Question Center this weekend, they have a German Shepherd Dog Club of America national specialty show. I don't that's a mouthful. I don't know what that involves. You know, um, they're protection dogs. Do they have like do they attack dummies? I don't know what they do at the German Shepherd show. But the Ocala home show is also going on, and they're starting with their dressage. Ocala dressage uh show is coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. That's a big dressage show, and that's a rated show, I believe. So they have all kinds of things now for through the whole because we've cooled off finally. Now, through the whole winter, they're going to be doing shows there. So you can visit WorldEquestionCenter.com to find out what's going on. If you're listening to us for the first time, and I know that some of you will be because of what we're announcing today, we are a daily show. Uh, Jamie and I are here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we have special guest co-hosts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, like, for instance, tomorrow will be a Side Saddle episode, and then Sidelines Magazine is on Thursday. Um, but we are here. We've been here for three thousand thirty episodes. We're one of the longest-running daily podcasts in the world, and we started back in two thousand ten. We talk about a little bit about everything horsey, English, Western, health, uh, horse people, horse lives. We cover it all, and we do some fun, silly stuff too. Think of Morning Drive Radio for the horse world. That's us. And one of the things we do every day is daily winnies. <laughs> That's right. We do birthdays for our auditors. Those are a group of super fans who donate money every month and uh, have their own special Facebook group and uh, get a post show that we'll do after this regular show. And we acknowledge their birthdays, and we have quite a few of them today. Laura Bannon, Lorraine Peachy... Lorraine, I haven't seen you in forever. Cody Elise, Maggie Herlinski, who hosts the Side Saddle episode. You'll hear her tomorrow. Starbright Cinema, Jess Seaver, Shauna Koresh, who does our show, uh, Equine Clicker 101 here on the Horse Radio Network, and a brand new auditor, I don't know this one. Isabeau. Isabeau Solace.
2: So, I would like to remind everybody that Glenn is terrible at <laughs> terrible. pronouncing names, like just terrible. Like, I mean, can't pronounce the word John Smith. So, we now have taken it when he mispronounces your name, it's a badge of honor. Yes, you should so, celebrate. congratulations. That's right. <laughs> Isabel,
0: I'm thinking solace. I don't know how else you would say that. Solace. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you to is- Isabel for joining us and becoming a contributor. And now it's your turn.
2: Oh, well, for those uh, new folks, I am a horse trainer. I'm a certified Monty Roberts instructor and uh, trainer. And I have a Facebook page where you can follow along with all the training. It's you just go to Facebook. It's Flyover farm. Jamie Jennings certified Monty Roberts instructor. That's my page and a post stuff. And uh, a lot of people have been following along with the uh, this gypsy that I got in training. She, he's six years old. Gypsy Vanner. And nobody has been able to ride him. He's been to multiple trainers, multiple different situations. He's had, he just, he just, you can get on him, but you won't, you're going to be ejected pretty quick. So uh, he's had, I mean, Everything done from like back x-rays to PSSM tests, to saddle fit, to ulcers, to EPM treatments, like all the things that they can do to figure out why this horse will not let somebody ride him. So I and my assistant Barrett, farm boy, we call him, farm boy and I have prepared this horse. We, you know, just on, I think, let's say Monday, on Saturday, both of us were like, we've never prepared a horse to be ridden this much. So you can see the videos. we have uh, He's now going in a Western saddle. I have a giant teddy bear that rides all of them for the first time. You couldn't approach him with like a saddle pad in your hand when he first came or a surcingle. And so we've worked him up to where on Saturday, the video we posted was so incredibly thorough with the Western saddle on off, on off, on off, the bear on off, on off, on off, plastic in his face, all over, all of just to desensitize him to like things coming and going off his body. And it was going so well, Glenn, and so Sunday, I'm like, okay, farm boy, this is what we're going to do. You're going to do all that stuff you did yesterday and then we're going to get on. Now, we, being my 21-year-old assistant, who's by the way 6'4" riding like a 14-hand gypsy. But you know what? Like that's fine. He's he's young enough.
0: We won't mention uh, that he's also a very good-looking cowboy.
2: See, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Uh so so he is like, okay, so he goes out and he does all the things that we did on Saturday. And it's time It's time, Glenn, time to throw that first leg over. And again, we bellied him like he got on with the belly and off, got on and off, on and off, Uh, like 15 times. I probably walked 15 laps with this like six foot four cowboy riding a horse on his belly, you know, like just sideways. It's time. All right. I said, here's what we're going to do. You know, if, if, if this goes south, you have your outside rein, you pull him in. I'm going to keep a line on him. So I'm not going to let him spin to the right. He can't spin. If you have a right rein and I have a left rein, he can't spin. Just take him right to the fence. It'll be fine. Throws that leg over, sits down. And by the way, I do have permission from his owner to talk about it. He takes one step. He takes two steps. He takes three steps. This pony, fourteen hands, in the round pin with a hundred-pound western saddle and a six-foot-four cowboy, bucked for five laps before we could get him stopped.
0: I'm not kidding. And was Glenn. the cowboy still on? He
2: stayed. Oh my God! He stuck it. He I rode it?
0: A- <laughs> He rode the. He did the eight seconds. He get the buzzer. He did about six and a half minutes (laughs) at this point. It
2: took that long. And there is video that I don't know if I should post or not because when I post stuff like that, people don't know the backstory. And so like it looks like I'm just like throwing kids up on bucking horses. But like I just I I mean, I, I don't know how to prepare a horse more than I did. And so, of course, I get him stopped. And then I'm like, okay, go ahead and slide off. Now, I've got the left rein, and he's going to get off to the left. And I was like, if he – and the horse is like standing there like – And so he goes to get off, and I'm like, I'm going to pull his head if he gets – He started to get off that horse, and that horse turned his butt to him, and I had to yank him away because he was going to kick him on the way off. Like, I just – and it's such a sweet horse, like on the ground, and he's so funny, and he's got such a person. But my god, so I had to call the owner, which sucks because I'm like, "Hey,
0: uh, I'm your fifth horse trainer."
2: <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I like, I I don't know what else to do. I was like, and my assistant is actually get my my farm boy is actually a ins in school to be a petroleum engineer. Okay. He needs his brains (laughs) intact and I'm 44 and I'm not getting on that sucker. And I, and he, of course he's like, should I get back on? No, no, I like you too much. I'm not doing it because this is what I told her. I said, you know what? If I could get this horse to where we could ride him, it doesn't matter because you can't ride him. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I could ever be like, here you go. He's good to go. You just, that would be very irresponsible of me. So that being said, I have a call set up for this afternoon with the man.
0: With, Marty. gonna, with you go, you Monty. Monty's going to, you had to go to,
2: on <laughs> go to Monty on this one. I got to go to Monty on this one. I've thrown everything at the wall and nothing is sticking. So I'm do I'm doing the, the next step, which is to call the man. So I'm going to have a, a uh, I told Debbie she who hosts Horsemanship Radio um that's her dad I'm like you should record this Cause he's either gonna like be like, "Wow, I don't know what to do." He's gonna have some magical answer, or he's gonna yell at me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> so, it's gonna be the third.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which way it's gonna go. He is an amazing teacher, but he does get mad at me when I do things wrong. So, and I don't, but I don't know if I did anything wrong. I mean, I've been certified for years now, and this is by far the most challenging situation ever. I mean, to where like. Debbie, and it was, we were talking yesterday. She's like, is it a trained bucking horse? And I'm like, no, it's a gypsy vanner. Like, <laughs> not a bucking horse. It's not anything. Like, the, there's no – I I. So if we, there is an excuse for it, I can't see it. So, so we're going to get Mon- an
0: update on Wednesday. show, what Monty said.
2: Yes, yeah, so okay. hopefully we'll record it and All be right. able to play it and you can hear <laughs> him yelling at me or telling me I, I can't do anything else. I don't okay. know. Or have one magical thing that he's going to bestow upon me that – I've never heard of before
0: <laughs> all right, well, well, that was exciting. <laughs> I was hoping for I thought you were gonna say, Oh, he got on and rode around. It was fine. The horse was fine. Uh, That's what I was
2: expecting. That's what I was was expecting. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That's what I was expecting (laughs) would happen. Actually, I wasn't. I was you could see, you could just see. But like again, we bellied him and walked him around. I just I can't think of anything else to do for this horse aside from do this every day and hope my farm boy doesn't die. You know, (laughs) like but then it doesn't matter in the end because I can't hand him back to a woman who's my age and be like, giddy up, (laughs) good luck, it's fine, he's fine, it's fine. All Indeed. right,
0: we'll get to to we'll get to back to that on Wednesday. So tune back in on Wednesday, but I think it's time to get to the news. Everybody's been waiting here anxiously for the news. So the big news is uh, we started Horse Radio Network about 14 years ago. I've been doing this for 14 years, believe it or not. And uh, with all the help of the hosts and the producers and editors and everything, we grew it to where it is today. And it is one of the original, actually, independent podcast networks that's out there. Uh, we started this show a couple of years in. We've been doing this show for 12 years, and as we said earlier in the show, we're one of the longest-running daily podcasts in the world. Uh, But, you know, it's been a lot of work, and people think we have a large team. We have... uh Jimmy, has, she's our, our production crew. Uh, her company has uh, three or four people that help us out, and they do production, and they do editing. But basically, Jennifer and I, my wife and I, our responsibilities include hosting and show prep and ad sales and web work and show management and guest booking and accounting, social media, and on and on and on. We do everything else. So it's been a lot of work. We basically, each of us work uh, 60 to 100 hours a week. And, you you know, I turned 60 this year, and it, I started to realize I can't keep doing this forever. I'm getting older. So we, we at that point, knew we had to do something. To grow the network any further, we needed to do something. And you're going to hear from a, a lady that's an old friend of ours by the name of Kim Brown. She was editor of The Horse, uh, when everybody knows The Horse for the health uh, magazine that it is. And she helped us out. In the very beginning of this show, she would provide the guests for the Wednesday Horse Health Segment. That's where the Horse Health Segment started, and we've been doing it for 12 years. But it started because Kim kind of believed in us, and we're going to talk to her a little later in the show. I was sitting with her at a conference, and at, at the American Horse Publications Conference, and we got chatting. And she put me in touch with the head of the company that owns the horse by the name of Equine Network and i am happy to report that after 5 months of negotiation uh the equine network is now the owner of the horse radio network that happened on friday so we we have a new owner now and i i am a i'm working for somebody again
2: oh my gosh
0: <laughs> so i will be don't worry We we told the auditors last night, and the panic immediately ensued. So let's get the panic out of the way. Don't panic. Nothing is changing. I'm still hosting horses in the morning. Jamie's still here. All the shows aren't going away. Equine Network is buying Horse Radio Network because they want what we have. They like what we have done. And basically, they want us... To, they want me, specifically, to be in charge of podcasting for their whole company. They have a whole bunch of shows, too. And we're going to bring those shows onto the Horse Radio Network. So we're going to add a whole bunch of Western to to the, to the horse radio network that we've never had before. Jamie knows one of the biggest complaints we've had over the years is we don't have any Western shows and we've tried Western shows and, uh, over the years. And this way they have a whole bunch of Western shows. We're going to be bringing those onto the network. So for you Western fans out there, you're just going to get a, you're going to get a huge boost here very shortly. We talk about Western on this show, but that's probably the most we do on the network. So. Uh, we're very excited about that, but we're also, Jennifer and I, for us personally, it means that there's a sales team. You know, I don't have to sell ads anymore. There is a team that does marketing. There's a team, a video team. There's teams that do everything. Jennifer won't have to do the accounting anymore. The account, they do, will do the accounting. So we're getting help. So we can stop working 100 hours a week. Um, and we can grow Horse Radio Network by having more resources than we've ever had in the past. We were at our limit of what we could do. And Jamie knows there's many days when we turn on the mic and the music goes, we we get turned on, but we're very tired a lot of times before the show starts. Um, and it, we ju- I couldn't sustain that pace that I was keeping up. And I'm very excited now that we get to grow the network. Uh, and we get to combine listener bases. So, a lot of their listeners will learn about our shows, our listeners will learn about their shows, and we'll see an increase in numbers overall, too, as far as people listening to the show. And Jamie and I like talking to each other, but we like we like it more that you actually listen. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what makes it work. So we're not going anywhere. As far as listeners concerned, you probably won't see much of a difference, other than there'll be new shows added to the network. You're not going to see a whole lot of difference. Where the difference will be on the back end. Uh, they'll be, we'll, we'll even get help booking guests, which is a nightmare, to be honest. Uh, we book a lot of guests for this show and, and it, it's Jamie knows, she books guests sometimes, it's it's not easy. There's a lot of back and forth in, and it just takes time. So we're just going to be able to get help on all of those things. Uh, but you'll hear a new bumper on Wednesday morning and it's going to say the Horse Radio Network part of the Equine Network family. And we're going to have two guests on here very shortly that are going to kind of explain what Equine Network is. Uh, and I know a lot of our listeners had never heard of Equine Network, but you've heard of their brands before. So I'll give you some examples. Um, Practical Horseman Magazine. Hasn't that been around for like a long time?
2: Mm-hmm. Like I forever. got it when I was
0: a kid. Yeah. So they own Practical Horseman. They own the horse, which we know very well here on this show. Dressage Today, for all you dressage lovers. EquiSearch. Everybody does EquiSearch. Horse and Rider Magazine. Um, they own uh, They EquiSearch. Uh Equamanagement, equine.com, everybody's familiar with that, barrelracing.com, breakaway roping, uh American Cowboy magazine is theirs. They also do the United States Hunter Jumper Association magazine, Instride. They do that one as well. So you know some of their brands, uh, even though you may not know the, know the parent company. Uh you're going to learn more about them when they come on today. I have to say that I've been doing talking to them for five months. I would not have done this unless I was really comfortable with them, that they have the same values we do, that they want to accomplish the same things that we do. They really believe in podcasting, or they wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have bought Horse Radio Network if they didn't believe in podcasting. They believe that podcasting and video, they they bought a couple video companies and magazines all go together as a trifecta, which, by the way, is what I've been preaching since day one 14 years ago. It's just that I think the industry is finally figuring it out. We, Jennifer looks at it this way: we have grown up now to the point horse radio networks graduated from high school, but we kind of need help to get it through college. So that's what's happening. And I myself am going for my doctorate. So, um, so that's that's where we're at. And it's it's uh, we're excited about it. We're excited that uh, we're going to get some help with all of these things that we can. My focus will be, I I will be in charge of content. So we can focus more on content. I have more time to do content for this show, too. So we can focus more on uh, developing new things and different things.
2: My back's really been hurting (laughs) carrying the show around.
0: She, yeah, literally, because she has to train horses to have content for the show. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) buy them. I'm just
0: the horse husband. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's the exciting news. We're going to speak with Tom Windsor, who's CEO at Equine Network, he, and then also Melissa Kitchen, who, by the way, will be my new boss, and she's Vice President of Marketing Services at Equine Network, and we're going to talk to both of them about Equine Network and just share the news and the excitement. And I, I've i talked to Melissa the most over the last five months putting this together, and I like her a lot. I met her at also in Dallas when we were there, we met in person, and she's just down to Earth and it just seems like they they are really good fit for the horse radio network. Probably, I
2: tell you what I'm yeah. the most excited about is how excited you are and your wife because you guys do dump so much time into this. I mean, it's not a forty hour work week for you guys. It's it's a hundred plus hours for both of you working on this and and it is a little empire that you have built and it's so nice to see somebody find value in something that you created from the ground up like well done well, well done and I'm excited to be a to be a part of the next step
0: well I'm I'm excited you stayed <laughs> <laughs> and you know what too, you know, it's not been a secret. We've talked about this before on this show. You know, we've dumped our life savings into building this too. Because as Jamie will attest to in the early days, you know, we worked hard to make this go and we had to put all our money into keeping it going because nobody knew what podcasting was, including sponsors. They didn't believe in it back then. You know, we had a few really good ones that hung with us, and the reason we're still here today, you know, is because of those few that and they know who they are. We've we've acknowledged them. Uh but you you know, it was tough. So, it, it you know, we, we've we dumped our life savings into this. So, you know, now we potentially have a future too. So, um, it you know, and that's, you know, that's something we have to think about. When you turn 60, you start thinking about all of those things, James. <laughs>
2: like, wow, I'm 60. I don't have any children to take care of me. Well,
0: Jennifer have... put it this way last night in the auditor room. She said, now we'll both only have to work part-time at Walmart when we're retired. So... <laughs> So instead of full-time greeters, we'll be part-time greeters at the Walmart. Let's get to our first guest right after. Jamie's going to tell you a little bit about one of our terrific sponsors that's been with us for a long time.
2: The Ph.D. equine nutritionist at Purina Animal Nutrition. Yeah, you've heard of them. Tackle problems using science. The love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep Innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but it just can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. And you can put their research to the test at horseinnovation.com.
0: So, as I said earlier, we have Tom Windsor, who's the CEO of Ecoin Network with us, and also my new boss, Melissa Kitchen, Vice President of Video and Creative Services. Good morning, guys. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So, Tom, let's start with you. Uh, you know, we introduced, we 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 told the news to our insider group last night, our auditors, and a lot of them said they didn't know who Equine Network was. Now, when I showed them the brands, they knew who a lot of the brands were. So, maybe you could introduce Equine Network and and who you are and what are your visions for the future, that kind of thing.
1: You bet. Thanks so much. Uh, first of all, welcome everyone, and and welcome to you guys as part of the network. We're very excited. To, to have you, uh, part of what we're doing. It's exciting, definitely, uh, for the future. Equine Network has been in the works for 30 plus years. Believe it or not, we, uh, I've been, uh, so. I started when I was riding horses when I was probably three years old and been riding horses ever since. Um, and I started a little tiny newsletter in the media business years ago. We grew that to become some magazines and then we, um, we acquired some other magazines, and then we started to branch out a little bit. Um, so, so some of the brands that you'd know for a long time would be Equus, uh, Horse and Rider, Practical Horseman, etc. We have, then uh, we expanded out and into roadside service because we found that our a lot of our readers needed to have help on the road when they broke down because you know the services uh, other services. Roadside services will not allow you to pick up any livestock if they're on board. So
2: yeah, AAA will just leave your trailer on the side of the road. Ask me how I know. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will, and your horses, which is the yeah, problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: so we uh, we definitely started uh, U.S. Rider, which uh, we acquired that as a small company and have grown that actually and expanded that into some different services. But U.S. Rider will uh, pull off and and help you and your horse. We send truck and trailer out to get both your truck to haul it to a service facility we will take your horses to a a stable and take care of you hundred percent. I'm really proud of that company. We have a 9.8 customer service rating out of 10 on those, uh, on those services. So we're very excited about that. We then branched out uh, further into the event space and we uh, acquired and started some events mainly in the Western sports area we now have the largest, uh, or the second largest equine purse in the world, um, believe it or not. In Vegas, every year we give away about 13 million dollars to amateur team ropers. Every year we have we sanction around 500 events around the country a year, and uh, and run that organization. And then we also recently acquired um, some other businesses. One of them, which is a fly protection business, which is an all-natural fly protection called Spalding Fly Predators, which is a fantastic business. Um, it really allows people very easily to control flies on your place through a subscription-based product uh, called Fly Predators. So we're very excited to have that. we got lots of other little arms and nooks and crannies out there as well, but that's what we do.
0: And now you're into podcasting big time. Um. And now we've got a podcast <laughs> network, which we're so excited about. Melissa, yeah. <laughs> what did you see? You're the one, obviously, you know, one of the first people I talked to in this whole process. What do you? What did you see in podcasting? You have your own podcast, and you've had podcasts for years, and many award winning podcasts too, I might add. But what do you? What did you see in podcasting? Why? Why did you see this as a good ad for the for the whole package?
2: You know. Um I think there's a lot of complimentary
3: podcasts within the horse radio network and equine network. So we don't have a lot of crossover
2: already, but so
3: many of our users and our people in our audience are always listening to podcasts, whether they're
0: in the barn or whether they're driving to a horse show or whatever. So we just like to, you know, be able to get them information or fun stories or anything all the time. So I I think it's a really good synergy and and I'm really excited to kind of merge and take things to the next level. I'm excited, too, to work with some of your other departments. One of the things that's happening in podcasting right now is that there's kind of an intersection between video and audio at this point. Now, I don't think audio podcasts are ever going away entirely because they serve a certain niche. And I don't think, you know, and obviously video is here to stay. But I do think there's an intersection there for some shows. And with you guys having the video side that you have, too, I think there's a lot of things we can do collectively there to kind of be in that in-between space. Yeah, I agree. We've already been talking internally with our video team about, okay, we can't wait to talk with Glenn and Jamie and figure out some <laughs> ideas. So, coming months, yep, we'll be in the video podcast space. Tom, you have been doing this in the media world for 30 years, and I think I've seen you at several of the HPS over the years, but um, <laughs> what, man, you have seen this world, the video, media world change entirely in that time.
1: We sure have, yeah. It's been a, it's been quite a ride. It's been very exciting, actually, to be in an industry, in a media industry that has given the opportunity to, if you're willing to ha- take some risk and be a kind of on the forefront of things to really roll things forward, you know, and go to the next level. I mean, the whole concept is, is that we want to help horse people find products and services and get information to help them kind of move down the road with their horse, whether they're trail riding or riding dressage patterns or jumping or team roping, you know, we do it all. And so that's the, that's the main goal. And all we've looked for is just new channels to be able to give that great information out to folks and help them, help them continue to uh, enjoy their lifestyles.
0: Well, on behalf of all the hosts here, which I think is 30-plus some plus some of them, and our producers and everybody, we want to thank you for believing in the Horse Radio Network and for making us part of that. We're very excited about this, and we want to assure everybody, this show is staying. You know, of course, everybody panics right away, right? Um, but the shows are staying. You're not losing shows. As a matter of fact, for the listener, they won't see that much of a difference. But from the back end, from the side that we have to deal with, there'll be there'll be a lot of differences, and they're all for the better. And I think we can grow it faster and better than we could have on our own. And I want to thank you for, for believing in us and uh, taking taking the new stepchild on uh, so that we can be well, part of the family. Well, it sounds
2: like what Tom has done, which is find... Like, like you were saying with the fly predators, I mean, I didn't know that was y'all. I'm a huge fan of that company. And then the US rider was revolutionary. And so you've taken things and you've made them into giant, giant like presences in the horse world. So I really feel com- more confident after talking to you, Tom, <laughs> and getting to meet you that we're in the right, we're with the right guy.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Listen, we have done. A few, you know, acquisitions of companies, and the first thing we do, and we look at companies, we look for great companies that that can be, you know, additive to what we're doing, right? So we, you know, we buy companies, and we have this policy: we do no harm, um, meaning that we aren't going to change them. The reason why we're buying them is to to enhance them and help the, you know, the previous owners and operators make it better and stronger and and uh so that's exactly right. We're we're here to get that information out to every horse person in North America and help them have services and products that are great and uh and you know deliver that in a way that they would like to get it. So that's, that's our mission. It's pretty straight straight up and simple, for sure.
0: So Jamie and I still get to be as stupid and silly as we have been for 3,030 episodes? That We can continue that? <laughs> yeah, you, you sure
1: can. Okay, yeah, I you have to talk well, to that. Melissa about that, I guess, yeah.
0: <laughs> Melissa, you knew know
1: what,
2: Glenn? <laughs> ask for forgiveness, not permission. Okay.
0: There you go. That's my favorite line. <laughs> I think Melissa knew what she was getting into here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you both. We really appreciate it. You can find all of the brands. Just go to equinenetwork.com. You can find uh, all of the different brands that they have, and obviously, we'll be talking more about them as, as time goes on. We are so look. I have my first meeting uh, with the company this afternoon, so we'll see how that goes. Um, they might be. Fine Firing me after that i don't know uh but <laughs>
2: <laughs> enhance they're here to enhance
0: enhance that's right that's your right.
2: job is over <laughs>
0: <laughs> i promise in my real meetings i'm not as silly as i am on the show so uh we'll, we'll be fine we'll see you okay. this afternoon melissa thank you tom you bet have a great day
2: absolutely have a great day WinTech has always made riding easy and comfortable, combining the world leading innovations and high tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why WinTech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive WinTech range offers not only cutting edge designs, but improved standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's time to ride, it's time to enjoy, and it's time to get a WinTech saddle. Find out more at wintech saddles.com.
0: I have a very special guest coming up next on this exciting day here at the Horse Radio Network. I have Kimberly Brown, who is group publisher of Equine Health Network. Now, that means nothing to any of you. But what does mean something to longtime listeners? I mean, if you were way back in the beginning, one of the first magazines that believed in us here at Horses in the Morning was the Horse and the horse was one that really believed in us and provided us with the horse health tip, which we still do to this day twelve years later every Wednesday they would provide us with veterinarians and we worked with them on that and It was Kimberly Brown who started that so what a so what serendipity number one, and a big circle this horse world is?
3: Well, I think it just shows Glenn that. You had a great idea, and I just happened to be lucky enough, I'm not going to say I was smart enough, lucky enough to hook up with you back then at the beginning of your rise to fame and fortune. And I am so thrilled that we are going to be working with the Horse Radio Network and with the Equine Network Podcasts.
0: Oh, I'm excited too. And there were a lot of people who didn't believe in us. when. And I say us, I mean the Horse Radio Network and podcasts in general, because we were so new back then. Podcasting was new back then. But you were like, man, I think this could be something. So you were a little bit revolutionary that way, in that you believed that it was worthwhile spending some time on.
3: I I did. I, I believed in you, and I believed in your idea when you talked about it. Because horse owners, they like to pick the way that they digest information. And I just think having something you can plug into your ears when you're going to the barn or doing some chores or whatever, you know, on your treadmill, I don't care. But it just seemed like such a great idea to be able to take in this information while, because face it, horse people multitask. That's just who we are. And if we can be learning something, and the thing is, though, you'll be listening to some of these podcasts, and then you find yourself stopped and leaning on the muck fork for a little while going, oh, yeah, that's really cool.
0: (laughs) Now, I will throw Kim under the bus a little bit here, Uh uh, because Kim pretty much did not want to be the voice. She did not want to be the person coming on the show, so she always was helpful in providing people. And now, ironically, you have your own show and you're a host. So how the world turns, Kim. Yeah, I'm
3: gonna blame that all on you, Glenn, because after after listening to your podcasts and seeing them grow over the years, but I ha- I'm, and I'm gonna admit, I do have two podcasts. Actually, I'm hosting three this year. Uh-huh. See. But the, the two main ones that I do are for equine veterinarians. And I was like, oh yeah, this was like three or four years ago. I'm not sure vets listen to this. So, you know, Kim had to go out and do a survey of vets, and and I found out that 80% of the vets who responded to my survey we're already listening to podcasts, but then you think about it and it's, it's perfect for them between calls as they're driving down the road or while they're waiting. This is what they said. I listen to podcasts when I'm driving down between farm calls, when I'm sitting at my desk waiting for a test result to come back in or when I'm on my treadmill or exercising, that was their three best answers. And I thought, well, if they're doing that, we'll, we'll put together a couple of podcasts and, uh, so I started one called disease du jour. And this honestly comes back from the days when you and I both lived in Kentucky and, and we enjoying uh, the, the life there. Um, I had a joke with one of my friends when I was back when I had founded the horse and now, which is run so wonderfully by Stephanie church. Now she is an amazing editor of that brand and controls, you know, the editor editorial of that, but Back in my day, the the vets always used to laugh at me and say, well, what disease du jour are we calling and talking about today, Kim? And so I call the podcast Disease Du Jour, which is disease of the day. And we talk to specialists all over the world about medical issues with horses on a level for veterinarians and vet techs and vet students. And because we have such a changing shift in the equine veterinary Uh, industry right now. I'm, I'm sure all of you who are horse owners know that it's a little hard to get into your vet and it's even harder to get them to come out to your farm. I mean, it's, we have a dearth of equine veterinarians coming out of vet school and we've got a lot of older vets who are, are ready for retirement. So we, we've got some issues we've got to face. So I actually do a business podcast that covers, you know, everything from spreadsheets to life balance. For equine veterinarians. And then the third one, which I've, I've agreed to do this year, but we'll have a different host next year, is one called Equus Farm Calls. And of course, Equus Magazine is one of the great magazines, equine magazines. I, I'm pretty sure everyone that's listening probably has a stack of Equus in their closet someplace. So we decided to do a health podcast for horse owners. And it has gone very well this year, um, just with some of the other things that I'm doing in my job for next year, it will have a different host, but I'm hoping the next person won't have quite the Southern accent that I can't get rid of and (laughs) might sound a little better on air. And, and I'm hoping Glenn can help us, uh, improve some of these podcasts and, and get us on track a little better.
0: Well, I can say they will be all, all, all the Equine Network podcasts. I think there's 12 of them will be added to com, So they'll be easy to find. And we'll be doing all of that. And before I let you go, there's one other thing. You know, I say at podcasting conferences that you still need to go to places in person. Yes, it's a virtual world, but there's conferences and events and shows, and you still need to go to them. I still go to podcasting conferences. I've been doing this 16 years, and I still go. And I, there's another one I go to, and that's American Horse Publications, which is for uh, media in the horse world, which, by the way, I had to fight to get into two years ago. Um, <laughs> but... But I went to that, and I go to it almost every year, and it was this year when I had breakfast with Kim. I'll never forget it. Uh, We were sitting beside each other, and this conversation came up, and it's because of Kim, now, what, five months later that today happened. And so it's because we were sitting at breakfast together, and this whole transition today would have never happened had we not been together, because we would have never had that conversation.
3: That's, and that is so true. And, and one of the sayings that I firmly believe in is luck is where opportunity meets preparation. And I, we were just lucky that we sat next to each other, right? But then you, we, we both could see the benefits of merging these two groups together.
0: Well, it's because of you that it happened, so I wanted to thank you personally for that on air. So, uh, and, yeah, and- you, you can blame me later. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't go well, I will be. I'll, I'll be blaming you later. It'll be fine. It's all good. We're very excited. It well,
3: it's great. I'm so excited. This is going to be so good. Kim, what's the name of your shows again? It's Disease du Jour and the Business of Practice, and then the one for Equus is called Equus Farm Calls.
0: Very good. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you, Glenn.
0: Well, there you go. That's our big news. Speaking of WinTech saddles, Jennifer's out celebrating right now by riding her horse on a Monday morning. (laughs) So, oh, how lovely. (laughs) She's in her WinTech saddle right now, riding her horse. And uh, for the auditors, hang on because we have some special guests coming on. Uh, Hopefully, Helena will be here. Of course, Her vet had to come out this morning, so we'll see if she's here. She was my first co-host all those years ago. George, who produces our show for Flintstone Media, and Jemmy wanted to stop by. So we're going to have some guests on the post-show. We're just going to talk more about what's going on and what's happening and things like that. And then we're back to regular programming on Wednesday. So tomorrow's a side-saddle episode and regular programming on Wednesday. We'll talk about horses, silliness. We'll have our health segment, all of that coming up on Wednesday's show. Back to normal. Get your really bad ads in to Jennifer. At Horse Radio Network, I have new prizes too that we're going to announce on Friday for really bad ads. They came in so we can announce those as well. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we hope that you're happy about the news. We certainly are, and we'll see you all on Wednesday.
2: Spay neuter, and geld.